<laughs> the thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball, and on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. <laughs> this, has been, this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys. And uh, I love you guys. And uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. That was that boy Kobe right there. Um, just to hear those words, the last few words from him, um, you know, that right there was just a clip from his um, his last speech after he, his last game, the last game of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty sure everybody's already aware of the situation with Kobe Bryant, the late great Laker. Um, this past Sunday, um, the news hit that Kobe was gone, that Kobe had passed away in a helicopter crash. Now, I know at first for a lot of people, you probably saw the news and didn't believe it kind of sat back to wait to just see if this was even true because, as we all know, it's been in the past, internet can just pull up some stuff that's fake news and then everybody gets frantic and then find out it was all just some idiot posting a fake post. But with this one, I think a lot of people were bewildered at the first sight of or even the first time hearing that this situation had occurred and um, me personally, I definitely didn't believe it. When my wife had tapped me in church to let me know what was going on, I didn't even believe it. I was in disbelief myself due to the fact that I just witnessed the situation the night before with LeBron and Kobe exchanging, you know, some love after LeBron did what he did on the court that night. So it's definitely a heartbreaking situation. And I know L.A. is for sure hurting. If you've been out in the streets, especially Sunday, it was like a ghost town. Like, it didn't even seem like the city had a pulse. Um, And before I turn it over to Jay, the Kobe Lifetime fan, I want to first send my condolences out to each and every person that was on the helicopter. And those names are as followed. One, you got Kobe Bryant. His daughter, Gianna Bryant. You have the OCC baseball coach, John Altabelli. His wife, Carrie Altabelli. His daughter, Elisa Altabelli. You had Christina Mauser Patterson, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ari Zobayan. He was the pilot of the helicopter. 
So, from me, from Spark That Talk, from Jay, from the whole fam, we definitely send our condolences out to each and every one of those families, and definitely out to Kobe's family, leaving behind his wife and his two daughters. Hell yeah. That's definitely some uh, some deep shit to deal with right now, bro. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. I um, First and foremost, you know, welcome back to all our fans, those listening in to Spark That Talk on this brand new episode, man. This whole week, I was, uh, once that happened, the only thing I was I, I was thinking of was, was family, was, of course, Kobe, and then in the back of my mind was like, yo, Spark That Talk, because... I was like, Spark That Talk gives me an avenue and a venue for me to express how much this man really meant to me and to many others who were who were big fans of Kobe, you know? Like, um, it was crazy hearing, just like you said, you know, once you hear the news, it was like, damn, man, this really happened. And it's like, not until I, I, I got myself away from people and then in front of my lady, that's when I kind of broke down and, and shed. And it was like trying to still hold it back. Like, man, mm-hmm. I, I can't because you don't want to believe it. You feel me? Right. Like, it's uh, Everybody said, you know, he's a young man, 41 years old. And yeah, he's 41, but he's accomplished so much within that that uh, that time frame. And then for us to sit back and, you know, you hear a lot of sportscasters talking about it. And they said, we as Angelinos saw this man grow up before our eyes. Now, this dude got into the league, but he didn't start playing until, what, three years Yeah, after, about right? three years in. He came in when he was, what, 17. Yeah, and then not until, like, 2021, 20, he, he started hooping. He started. He started. Right. So when he came in, right, that third year, I was about 10 or 11 at the time. So we, if you think about it, if you're 10 or 11. You grew up with Kobe. You feel me? Right. right? Like, that. that's your mindset. Like, I'm either going to be a sports fanatic. Or I'm just going, I don't know, play hopscotch the rest of my life. Right, right. You feel me? Like, you start following sports by that by that age. Because everybody else is around that age. And so, the only thing we had going for us was the Lakers. Absolutely. You had the Dodgers. You had the LA Kings. You had right. all these, you know. And then everybody's sports fanatic for, for football, like different, different teams or whatnot. But Kobe was LA. Kobe and Shaq, right, when we saw them. And it was like, he grew up. In front of our eyes as we grew up because he never left. Absolute. 20 years straight, bro. Exactly. He played his whole career with the Lakers. Um, that's unheard of. And he was the one to do it. Yeah. People say, Well, you didn't you didn't know the man like that. You feel me? Like how how everybody's saying these things like, Oh, I feel like I lost a brother. And it makes sense with those who played with him, played against him, grew up with him to say something like that. But it's like, y'all don't understand. Like, I had this dude at work, bro. He said, he said, uh, I understand Kobe died, but everybody dies every day. But I don't see nobody throwing love like that towards right. towards them. He it's, said, he, he, bro, he said, he didn't cure cancer. So I don't know. I was like, me and one of the other coworkers kind of like held my tongue. I held my tongue and um, because he didn't know. He doesn't know. Like, right. what, he, what, what that man meant to me, bro. Like. I'm in, uh, you know, a couple years down the line. I'm in my 20s, and um, I'm playing football uh, right. at a community college out in Sacramento. Now people ask, well, why didn't you play out here in L.A.? Well, 
because if I played around here in L.A., bro, I'll screw around. I'll start hanging out with the friends, won't even go to class. Right. Now the whole mindset was trying to get a scholarship to try to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. So the only way I could do that was follow uh, one of the family friends up to Sacramento because he got a job offer out there and play okay. for, play there. Although he was a family friend, I'm still homesick, bro. I'm still like, is this all worth it? Like, man, I'm I'm, I'm missing my family. Like, I had my girlfriend at the time back here who is now my wife. Right, right. And I was like, bro, like, I, I, I don't really know nobody like that. You know, it's like the only people I hang out with is football guys. But even that, they're, they grew up together in Sacramento. They have their own families. I just felt like I was alone. So I was I was really contemplating, like, coming back. Boom, go on YouTube. Boom, here's some Kobe stories from different people. Um, and then I hear, the only thing I kept hearing was that Mamba mentality, bro. The mentality. And it was, the Mamba mentality to me is not only do you show up and you endure, but you have to show up, endure, and take over. For sure. And that's definitely, I can I get kind of that same thing out of that mentality, especially from some things that I witnessed him do, from basically playing with a, a ruptured Achilles, still going out there to finish the game. Like most niggas would have probably just said, you know what, I'm out, wrap me up, take me in the locker room. He kind of just dropped. And if you notice, if you look back at those clips, nobody even came out to rush on the floor to assist him. You know why? Because they already Hell knew no. him. They was like, let's let him be Kobe because he would call out somebody to help him. He out there on the floor, dropped to the ground. Nobody came to assist him. Right. Nobody ran off. You already and I, knew. I yep. caught that, and I was like, damn, that's different. That shows you his whole organization already understand the type of mentality this man has. Don't come basically jump into his program when he knows he got the will to go further. Even when I seen the clip when he had – just dislocated his finger, bro. Shit was crazy. Went to the side, team doctor, talked to him real quick, rubbed his back. Mm-hmm. Kobe whispered some shit to him. He handed him his hand, <laughs> bent over, smacked that shit back in. Kobe did a little a little shoulder nudge, went right back out there. My nigga, like, nothing just happened. Like, that showed me, like, this dude was so dedicated to the game and to the will to be the greatest. I think that's some shit that a lot of people – definitely probably resonated with to help them like you said it helped you become more confident or became more ready to go get it you know what i'm saying even when you had doubts you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and that's the great thing about people that even that you don't know that you could see from a distance if you could see the will their work ethic that type of shit that type of shit can motivate you to do it on your own you ain't never had to meet this man in your life i think that's why people are probably asking that question Oh, but he didn't cure cancer. He didn't do this, do that. Why is everybody so feeling so hard about it? Probably because you don't understand. Mm-hmm. You, know, you never had the understanding of giving a fuck about somebody else besides yourself. Right. I think a lot of people don't have that concept in their brain to even know what that, e- what that even is. You know what I'm saying? And it'll be tragic to, for me to be in a room and hear any nigga speak ill will about this man, especially now that he's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about his injuries because... Oh boy, just looked like he was in another world. Yeah. You feel me? Like um, he almost looked zombied out. Like he was almost on the court by himself. Like he was like there was nobody else around him, and he knew he had to figure it out on his own. Not, he didn't look for the help. He literally was on that court, probably blacked out. Like I'm Kobe Bryant. 
mama mentality. This is my life. I got to keep pushing forward. You know what others, you know what I think others were thinking, bro? Like, if I go help this man now, he going to shove me out the way. I'm going to be embarrassed in front of, on live TV. crazy. You feel me? Which is crazy because I'm five games in now, right, in, mm-hmm. in, uh, at my JUCO. I'm trying to get a scholarship. I'm five games Absolute. in. I go in, I make a tackle, and instead of coming down with old boy, I kind of grabbed him and cocked him back. And when I cocked him back, I ripped my uh, my chest. Mm. And I brought him down like one of those, uh, like a rock bottom. Like I did a rock bottom move on him, and I ripped it even more. Bro, this is the first half of the game. I can't even move my arm now. So you so I run out. I run, after that, bro, I run out. I run off the field, and I told I told the trainer, I was like, I ripped something. I ripped something. And then I see my backup go in there, and this dude balling out. Probably fuck with your head a little bit, bro. He balling out. I'm talking mm. about like this dude had the next. Like, they got a first down, and this dude had, like, the next three tackles in a row. Mm. So, you're like, he went in to try to show face. He and felt said, like this is time to shine. Exactly. Right. And we always hear, you know, when someone goes down, it's the next man up. And we all know man. that. That's life, period. Exactly. And you got to be prepared because at the end of the day, ain't nobody really care about you just as long as you're doing your job. If the next man That's can do your job when he's done, it's over with, it don't baby. even matter. Exactly. So, you, I, I looked, and I said... What's my purpose being here, bro? Like, I'm here. I got no money. I'm barely surviving. I'm at this 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 good school, but I ain't really got people to, like, hang on to like that. Mm. And now my job's finna get taken, bro, for the next five games, the last five games. Especially if I just sit my ass right here. Exactly. So what am I going to do? They call a blitz play. And I still remember they call a blitz play. This dude missed the sack. Mm. Now, this, this college that I played for, American River, was so good that they said, if you mess up, bro, we're pulling you. This dude missed a sack, and they pulled him. Mm. They said, are you ready to go in? I said, yep. Bro, I played the rest of the game with one arm. The next three games with one arm. Mm. Didn't even tell the coach. Didn't tell nobody. The only ones that knew were the trainers. Right. But I kept thinking, like, man, Kobe going through all these struggles, going through all these pains and sufferings. Right. Like, why can't I? Like, why I really, I really thought that way. I right, really right. thought that way. Because, like, who is the one person I can look up to who actually have gone through something like this? And the only one I, that I could think of was the one I, I idolized and the one I watched on TV on a daily basis was Kobe being Bryant, bro. That's something that's, to uh, think about, bro. I mean, that's deep, bro. For you to be able to have just him in the back of your mind when you was going through that situation is definitely... Shows that he was a part of your life Even though yep. you didn't know that man You know what I'm saying Like I said Just seeing that man struggle And you going through your own thing Give you the will to push through some shit like that Even though you know You risk fucking it up even more at this point Yeah You know what I mean and To keep pushing bro And obviously what From that straight on for What happened after your situation with that With that team Did you Is that when you end up going up up north? Yep. I got a scholarship and I uh, got a full ride to South Dakota. You see what I'm saying? So basically, what you're saying is if you would have set your ass out, don't tell them what the trajectory would have been after that. Right. I already knew that I would have came home and it would have been a fail, bro. Mm. It would have been like, yo, like you, you went up there for no reason. You right. wasted basically a year and a half, two years. Just to come back home and be like, it was nothing, baby. But, yep. All I did was wipe my ass and cry on the bench. Yeah, and it be smart. like that, bro. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is watching this man grow before our eyes 
wasn't like it wasn't like when you're reading the scriptures and you're hearing stories about Jesus. And Jesus was perfect. Kobe wasn't. And I think, because I saw a headline, bro, recently. I think it was LA Times had a headline saying, LA loses a legend even though they wasn't angels. Talking about Kobe and Nipsey. They basically said, Los Angeles lost two legends that were not angels. Yeah. That's what the headline said. And when I read the headline, I was like, damn, that's kind of deep. But at the same time, there's some truth behind that. You know what I'm saying? And people, Nobody, some people thought of it disrespectful. Correct. That's what I'm saying. That's why when I first read it, I was like, damn, where are they going with this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you got to look at it from the perspective of, like, they all, they both were just humans. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yep. Two people, two individuals that um, obviously come from two different worlds. They had two different trajectories, two different goals, but almost, they had the most. They had identical uh, mentalities. Yeah. That's how I put it. They, I, they mentalities were identical. You understand? And when I say that, I'm not gonna go too far off of Kobe right now, but I'm gonna just throw my shit in there because mm-hmm. in this episode, we want y'all to understand that there's heroes that don't wear capes. You understand? Mm-hmm. And for me. When Nipsey passed, that shit made me break into tears, bro. You understand? That was a different type of hurt for me because Nipsey was a hero for me. You understand? The same will that Kobe gave you, Nipsey did that for me because that nigga came from some situations that I had with Dort in my lifetime. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Coming from certain situations, dealing with certain um, pressures of just the city. You know, the city itself has so many pressures, and I dealt with certain pressures that the hood has to offer. You understand? And when I heard him passing, that was heartbreaking because it was like that was a neighborhood hero right there, a man who came from the bottom of the bottom dealing with the most adverse shit that this city can offer to anybody, which is the street life. You understand? And to rise above and do his music career and push himself to become a better man, a role model, become um, a man that even local officials have went to for advice. I'm talking about people from the governors to the city officials, people like that that was reaching out to speak with this man to come up with um, solutions to certain problems going on in L.A. Like this man was out here really making a change and showing his neighborhood and even all other hoods that, it's not just about that lifestyle. It's about getting to the money, taking care of your family, and never looking back. Yeah, I and the it. fact with him, he he stayed here in the city like Kobe stayed in the city. You understand? Yeah. These two stayed in the city no matter the adversity. When I speak on that, Nipsey was in his neighborhood when he got killed. He died in his city where he all his shit started on the same corner. He died, lost his life there. Kobe spent his 20 years here, banging it out for the city, putting in his work, showing the world that anything is possible and die here in this city. You understand? Like, it's it's some, it's so sad to know that we have lost two legendary people and the fact that post-mortem, yes, Nipsey has garnered more attention, but the attention is nothing but greatness. You understand? It's nothing negative. It's nothing but bringing more positivity to his way and to his family. And now you got a Kobe that just left us, bro. 
he had a situation with LeBron the night before. LeBron chasing this man as his idol to surpass him, and he accomplished that, and that man was there to congratulate that man. Next day, this man's gone. You understand? That's some, just the dynamic of this whole situation, bro, with Kobe, bro, is um, it's fucking heartbreaking, homie. Yeah, bro. And it's and it's deeper. Right. It's deeper than just basketball yeah, with Kobe, right. bro. Like it was deeper than music with Dempsey, nigga. Like those were their that was their headlining thing. But these niggas was deeper than that. You understand? Yeah, there was a Barnes, mentality that was way deeper. Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes hit it right on the tip, bro. When he said that the world lost a basketball player, but L.A. us Angelinos, we lost a superhero, and it. And it makes sense with, and it's just so fitting with what we're talking about. Yes. Like superheroes with no capes, because I do look at Nipsey that way, and I do look at Kobe at the same way. And when I think about the marathon continues, and when I think about Mamba mentality, both of those things they they intertwine, bro. Because if you think Big about fans. it deeply, you think about it deeply, and you put Nipsey right there and Kobe, and what those two sayings mean, it's not just to. Not just endure it, like I said earlier, but to take over. Nipsey, he he didn't just endure music and then be like, hey, I started something on my own. He spread it throughout all of the hood. Right. And that and, and I think that's what it is, is to make everybody better. It's like look what I can do. That's the key what you just make said. Everybody Making better. everybody better around you. Yeah. You understand? <clears throat> that's what Kobe did on the court. He yeah, pushed yeah. niggas to be better. Because he wasn't allowing nothing else. You understand? I saw some clips when he was at practice, and he was telling niggas they were soft. He walked off the court like, I- I'm done with y'all niggas. Did you hear about that? Um, I just heard about uh, Lou Williams' take when he was on the Lakers. He's on the Clippers right now. I think it was Lou Williams, and he said uh, Kobe caught him all soft, and he took all all the Kobe shoes away from him. Mm-hmm. The whole team. He said, all y'all niggas is soft, bro. And he took all the, he I'm took his shoes back. I'm going to those up off your 10 toes, yep. baby. He said, at practice, bro, he said, damn. I said, in my mind, I was like, man, I wish they would take some shoes off For of my sure. feet. But you know what? They all gave them up. I bet they did. Because, <clears throat> yes, yeah, the name Kobe, but it's like, he earned that right to take his shoes off of your feet because you didn't. Play up to par, to up up to his standards, and that was his whole thing. Play up to my standards, bro. You feel me? Big facts. And that's how Nip was. Was like, get on my level. I'm a hood dude right here. I'm a hood nigga, bro. But I'm over here starting a movement. And that's true because for everybody only, to follow. The only way for him to have been able to touch so many hands and faces is to be that type of nigga, right? You understand? Exactly. That's the only way he was able to cross lines out here, bro. And I think that was what made. Nipsey, who he was, able to cross lines across the board. Didn't matter where you from, what you look like, none of that shit. If it was about getting to it, about the marathon continuing, he, and you was with it, he was with it. And I think that's a mentality everybody needs to have in this world. You can't just seclude yourself in the world thinking it's only all about you. You understand? Because you, it's hard to build anything if you just think it's only about yourself. You understand? Yeah. And in, in this city... In the city of angels, yes, this place is a wild place to live. At the end of the day, you have to and you have to have the strength to endure all the adversities that this city has to offer. Yes, this is one of the greatest places on earth to live, 
but it's also one of the most grittiest places to live. And for those who live here, lived here their lives, they know exactly what I'm talking about, homie. You got to have the hustle. You got to have the 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 spiritual. You got to have everything in you, bro, to get up and get at it every single day here. Because no matter what's going on, bro, you still got to get up and try to figure it out. Exactly. You understand? Exactly. I don't care if you selling. Like we, me and Jay was talking last night how in the area I live, I see, I see, I could go down the block and I'll see 15 dudes slinging tacos and ain't nobody beefing with each other on the on the whole block. Mm-hmm. But you got 15 different people selling food, yet they all got customers. But you got the mentality of some people in our city that if I'm on this corner selling tacos, you can't be within four or five blocks of me because you're going to take away from mine. Yep. But that's that's the wrong mentality to have out here, bro. You got to have the will to know that if mine are good or yours better, that's what that's how you brought it, gave it to me, yep. bro. You said yep. they're not worrying about the money. They whole thing is let me just make sure my shit is good. Now, that's going to push everybody on the block to be good. And that's going to be good for the whole block. Now, the block is jumping no matter what. Everybody's eating. Yeah. That's how it should be looked at. But a lot of people don't have that mentality, bro. And Nipsey pushed that, bro, especially in his neighborhood. I'm glad you brought that story up, bro, about yesterday. All right. I'm glad you brought that story because so there's another uh, ex-NBA player who who now works for Sports Center, Jay Williams. Okay. And this p- fits perfectly with what you're talking about. And his story was he was a rookie coming in. Mm-hmm. He got up, went to the gym out of UCLA, and Kobe was working out. This is right before the game that they were playing against. They were mm-hmm. playing against each other. And hours before the game, they're getting. He wanted to get 400 shots up. He was getting his shots in. Kobe was there before him, shooting on the other side of the gym. He's done. Kobe was still going hard. He said Kobe was banging hard like he really was in the game. He said at the game, he's like, man, Kobe got to be tired, bro. This dude dropped at least forty on him. I think something like that. Right. So he said at the end of the game, he got to talk to Kobe. He said, yo, man, why were you going for so long? At a practice, not it's not even a practice. It's a warm up to the game. And Kobe said, "Because I saw you coming in the gym." Mm. And it's like me coming in the gym. I guess uh, comparing the stories, him coming to the gym. Kobe didn't stop him, bro. He didn't say, "Bro, this is my gym. It's on lockdown. Right. I right. got to practice. You go find somewhere else. You a visitor." Mm. Kobe let him. But Kobe also let him and put in his mind, I'm going to outwork you no matter what the fuck I got going on, bro. Big facts. And that shit giving me chills right now, bro, because it's like, I could let you into my realm. I could have 15 niggas sell tacos right now. But you're not going to outwork my seasoning, bro, because niggas is going to line up right in front of me buying all the damn tacos while all y'all going to go bare. Big facts. And I'm not, I'm not even going to stop you from getting to the bag. Exactly. I ain't stopping you from hustling. I'm not stopping you from getting to it. But I'm going to out-hustle. I'm going to out-work you. Absolutely. Right? You pursuing your hustle, your dream. I'm not going to ever stop that. Like he said in his speech, bro, when his jersey every time, he said, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Mm. So how am I going to allow this man or any other nigga to go on after what I'm going for, change my mentality on how hard I work? Exactly. That'll be idiotic. That'll be idiotic for any man, woman to look at another person chasing the same thing you're chasing and say, oh, I can't do it because they're doing it better than me. And that's, that's a good like life us. lesson. That's a good life Look, bro, lesson for That's us, like bro. us at Spark That Talk Podcast. 
we competing against the biggest podcast in the world, bro. That's not going to stop me, you, from getting in here every week and doing what we do. Yeah. You understand? We're going to be the best that we can be, and we're going to try to be the greatest. And I think we I'm speak facts. I'm not going to ever stop. I think every week we speak facts. Big facts, bro. It's like this, bro. You got to, like Kobe was saying, bro, you could chase your dreams, but if you work hard every single day, forget your dreams because it's going to be greater than your dreams. When I heard him say that shit, I said, he said, you won't you won't reach your dreams. You're going to reach something greater than that. And when I heard that, that shit messed me up because I'm like, damn, everybody got dreams, right? You're working every day just to try to accomplish that dream. And then you realize you're working so hard getting to it every day, waking up early, getting to it, trying to perfect your craft. Next thing you know, you're even greater than you even imagined you would have ever been. Exactly. Now you find yourself in a situation when you look back like, damn, my dream only catapulted me to be something I never thought I'd ever be in my life. You know, and that's some deep stuff that Kobe, he was in a different mental space, bro. Like, just the thought process of life with him was different. You understand? I'm not going to sit on this mic and tell y'all I was a diehard Laker fan, any of that shit. I'll be lying to y'all, Shit, bro. I will. I'll tell I, you, I, was I, a di- I am a diehard Laker and that, fan. And that's what I'm saying. Jay Lotta, he was the first nigga I thought about when I heard about this shit. I appreciate happened, that. Dog, that's my nigga, Because bro. I already know this. But I'm not going to sit and preach that, that I was that nigga. But what I can preach to you is that, like you said, you may not know a nigga, but you can see what type of nigga he is, bro. And that's that's my position on him. Yep. To seeing the way he spoke about his daughters, that shit really made me sad, bro. Like, to have a daughter of my own, homie, it's crazy. I just watched a clip on YouTube of him at his daughter's basketball game, bro, just in the background, just sitting there, nigga. His daughter hit a couple buckets, nigga, and it was nothing but a big-ass smile on his face with his arms crossed, nigga. You know why? Because he was like, damn, that's my kid, nigga. No matter what she she fails, rises, be the best, whatever, nigga, that's my kid, and I'm proud of what she's doing, homie. Really? I th- that shit, that shit, that shit touched me, homie. I'm like, he knows he didn't have no sons, but he had girls, and it didn't matter to him. He said these are still my kids, and they still gonna be great because as long as I'm great and I continue to have this mentality, it's only gonna only brush off on them, bro. You understand? And that's some deep shit that boy Kobe was on. Like, and you, forget all his transgressions in the past. That shit don't mean nothing. And when I heard a lot of people bringing up old shit, the shit that didn't even matter in this moment, it kind of frustrated me because I'm like, why are you bringing up shit like that right now? Exactly. That There's, shit is irrelevant. If his family was able to move forward from certain things, you got to let that shit be and, and uh, yeah. get this man his kudos right now. This man not even in here no more. For real. You know, it's... It's crazy. It's funny, bro, because, you know, we, in the past, we would sit down. You, me, my brother, we would all sit. And you have a daughter. My brother has two daughters. And it's funny, bro, when, I don't even know if you remember this, but I'd be like, man, y'all, it's like, y'all, y'all got girls, man. I got two boys. You feel me? Like, I'm I'm over here just, you know, we all funny. It's like funny games. But after seeing this man pass, and the way people were talking about him and his daughter and the bond and the connection that they had. I remember you and then my brother also talking. It's like, bro, it's like once you have a girl, you everybody wishes for a boy. Every man wishes for a boy. Right. Someone to take over the last name. And even the even though even the mom be wanting a boy. Too. You know what I mean? You just someone just it's someone a, to take over the last name and someone to take over the family title mm-hmm. and to do the manly things, you know, once once the parents get old. But 
I remember you, my brother, talking about once you have a girl, bro, it's like you never want to go back. It's like it's that special bond between a daughter and a and a, and a, and a, and a father. And when I didn't realize that, even when you guys told me this, and it's kind of sad because it took me until now to realize, yo, that's pretty crazy. Not saying that like I'm, I'm wishing for a daughter, like if I get for sure. one. It's just it just shows me that you know what, a bond between a father and a child, whether boy or girl, son or daughter, that's something is that, special. It's something special that nobody will ever understand. Exactly. But I don't even understand the bond that you or my brother has with y'all kids because you guys have daughters. Right. And it kind of resonated on me and it kind of put um, something for me to think about once I heard about this Kobe story and about his daughters. And I'm like, damn, man. I was like, that's a bond you could never take. You feel me? Because I heard something about Kobe. Um, basically, a reporter was talking to him and he was, it was like, you want to have another kid? Because, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you're pressured to have a boy, like you said carry on the bright name be great like you he said that's not if i have five more girls i'll be happy because mm-hmm. i'm a girl dad he said he basically said straight up his daughter gianna the mamba sita he already had the name trademark for her because he knew her greatness it, even though she was a female he knew she could carry my name on and he in said this she world. Was, and he said she was even better than better he was than at the same age at that age bro so it doesn't, at the end of the day, love your kids because it don't matter to a boy or girl. Like I always tell my wife, if we don't even have more kids, it's not going to stress me out because I have my daughter. This is something that I can never, I don't give a fuck if I have another kid or two more kids or not have no more kids. I know I got this one right now and she's my life, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the relationship just gets better and better as time goes as I'm sure your relationship with your sons each and every day gets better and better. And it gets to the point you have a certain bond that you are going to smile when they do something cool. You might get upset when they do something bad, but at the end of the day, that's your child, and you only want the best for them at the end of the day. True and you're going to push them to be the greatest person they can ever be. Because when I look at my daughter, all I say on myself is, you're going to be greater than me, and that's all I want. I don't want you to ever come to me and be like, I always want her. I was always going to want to see her and be like, damn, you better than me than I ever was in my life. That's all I want to be able to say. And that's my plan. Just the way I see her now, the things she do, the things she already comprehending and picking up on is fucking amazing to me. Like we talked about last night, it's amazing how advanced these kids are now, bro, at, a, at this age. So I already know when they get to that age, 10, 12, 13, they're going to be blowing our minds, bro. And it's going to be amazing to see and be able to and pray to God we're here to see that. You know what I mean? You know what this, you're right, bro. And you know what this passing, it kind of wakes you up as a father. Big facts. You feel me? It kind of wakes you up and, and and have you realize like how much of a blessing it is to have a child. How much of a blessing is to have your own roof under your own head. To be able to get up. To be able to stretch. You know, it, 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 it's crazy to think that this man is not here no more because of the impact he had on so many people, bro. Like, I'm, and you hear, you're hearing stories. I'm not going to tell you all these stories about him, but it's like you're hearing all these stories from, like, outside sources. You can't, you can't help but just shed a tear because it's like, man, these people got to meet him. I never got to meet Kobe. I got to see Kobe. I got to see the man play, but his playing... It was like, man, they was playing one game and they was getting blown out 
but Kobe was still playing. Like, like it was the first quarter. When I heard Kobe say that um, his greatest memory wasn't the championships, it was the down years. Yeah. He said, when I heard that, man, I'm like, see, that mentality is something totally different than most people, bro. And for him to say the down years was the ones he cherished, that shows you, bro, shit can get rough, baby boy, but if you give up, it's over. But you can't give up. You feel me? You remember that commercial, bro? You remember that commercial with um with, with, with Kanye? And and Kobe was like, um, can you make music? He's like, how much music? Kanye was like, how much music can I make? He was like, make more. Right, right. And Kanye kept going and going, saying the same thing. He was like, yeah. how much? How much more music can I make? And then he, Kobe said, "Well, can you be um, the same? Well, oh man, what do you say? Um, the same animal, but a different beast. Mm. Same animal. I think the same animal, beast. different beast, or same beast, different animal. One of those, right? He I said mean, that. that. That mentality goes back to that. It's not the. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Yeah, but I didn't understand that. I mm-hmm. didn't understand what right. he meant. And then, and then Kanye goes, "What the f does that mean?" Right. And then he goes, "You're welcome." That's the end of the commercial. I don't got nothing else to say to yeah. you. But then I understood because you're saying, you're saying, is the down years that had his attention. So when he's saying, "Can you be the same animal, but a different beast?" It's saying, can you be the same person, but change your game and be even better, and be even better so that you can help those your teammates I mean, on the down years that's to basically be better. What he did those years he won with Shaq. Shaq and Kobe was unstoppable. Yeah, you know, and then when Shaq left, yeah, that one was the down years. And you have to change. You have, have to, to change, figure, out figure it out how to change my game. I gotta shoot more. Because didn't the mama mentality? Didn't the mama mentality come after Shaq left? Uh huh. That's when he had to change his name, his number, and his name, because he knew he couldn't be the same him. He's still Kobe, but this is exactly. my better version. Exactly. And I, I think I like I like that thought process because we all be going good and then we hit a slump. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all come to a point in our lives when things ain't the same as it was yesterday, and it kind of go fuck with your mind frame. You understand? Yeah. It's a hard thing to cope with. You understand? I ain't gonna get too deep on on that, but I understand now that we talk about that, what that process is like. It's gonna it's not gonna be easy, bro, but you knowing you gotta make a couple of changes, get do some shit a little different, yeah. and your next coming gonna probably fuck around and be your best coming. Yeah. Even though you may not see it through the fucking fogginess shit, but when you come out on the other side and everything is Gucci and moving, you be like, damn. Maybe this shit was supposed to go this way for me to reinvent myself, even though I'm still me, just a better me now. Exactly. And I think that's where that shit come from, bro. And that's that's some deep, deep shit right there to think about, family. That's 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 cool. You understand? Um, we're gonna continue this in a second, but um, we're gonna get a little lighter on the situation. We're gonna jump into the next up artist of the week. This week we do have Long Beach on Leota. Leota. Yeah, shout out to that boy, man. Appreciate the look on this. Um, and you make sure y'all go check out his new album, Share. It's on all platforms. Um, and today we're gonna be playing this song Blessings. So let's rock to that right now. Shout out to that boy one more time. Yes, let's sir. Get it. I just had a summer in Soho. Summer in Soho. 
Go to the friend, girlfriend sticky like an amphibian. Girlfriend with me like the gang of the clan, cause she know where I'm from. But the stance of my hands and the fact that the city know my name, that's him. And the fact that they got my back, I ain't taking shit back. Know that I am off it, kick flip bins, looking like Eric Costin. Stick shit van for the whole damn squad. And physically smash me to hit Ron Artest, R2, L2, way that I move through the hate. You're not side of a pipe pressure, do not move with the gang. Why are you in my lane? Better skirt off. Hell, this is young nigga shirt off. Triple H and water bottles telling bitches they can suck it, cross an arm lock. First off, hey, newbies on my feet, that's a starter kit. Yeah, I'm really bad at put my heart in it. But Stefani with the hollerback. Moms call me baby, but don't call me that, yeah. Lately been stressed these days. Lately been blessed these days. And I know that I won't believe in these second guesses. I move through my section, I carry no weapon, but they know I'm well protected. Blessings, 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 blessings. Counting on my blessings, he count my dollars. Better keep a weapon for all your problems. Coming from my section, you want no drama. Shower all my blessings, they raining on me. Coming down on me. Like I never left Niggas only got your back If it benefit Maybe I might Or maybe I will Crash the whip and say I did it for the hell of it I don't know Fuck it Maybe they'll love it Maybe they'll cancel Since a nigga went public Lately niggas been Had the real strange Like man he popping That is my cousin That is my nigga That is my brother You wasn't with us When we was just begging And starving Depending on others To look for a come up And if it break down Yo I know you ain't pushing Wow Now look what I'm into Damn Still RP Vic RP shot Busting out the window Really outside since Lil bro Really north side cause big bro Really that guy cause people see me like Damn that boy and he been dope and he been on But he slept on better wake up when the day come Like ends me with the family and they barely Made fancy while empty like Know that I'm smarter than that I take the beat and put harder than that I break the reach and go harder than attack Beast mode, big mood, inspired all of my kinfolk Damn Hopefully my love and the reason I was Be the reason you live for Lately been stressed these days Lately been blessed these days And I know That I won't Believe in these second guesses I move through my section I carry no weapon But they know I'm well protected Blessings 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 Counting on my blessings He count my dollars Better keep a weapon for all your problems Coming from my section, you want no drama. Shower all my blessings, ain't raining on me. Coming down on me, down on me. You know where I got a question. Coming down on me, down on me. Coming down on me. Y'all away with my blessings. Coming down on me. That was that boy Leota right there. Shout out to him. You can follow him right now on Instagram at Metro Juicing. And um, check out his new album, Share It. That stands for Sharon Park, which is over there in the beach. I'm pretty sure you all know where that's at. On this the shit north nice, side. bro. Hey, if you have never heard Leota, like this is not like one of like two or three songs. He's got many songs, and he's nice. And his digital work on like some of these music videos, he does himself. 
Oh, for sure. So it's dope. It's dope it's to dope. see a young dude out here chasing it and like doing it with his own team. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Doing it all in house. So shout out to them, my nigga. Shout out to Leota. Shout out for uh, Rocking with Spark That Talk. And um, we back at it, baby. Hell yeah. So we gonna continue on. Um, you know, Kobe was obviously a hero with no cape. Nipsey as well. Um, so we just gonna kind of continue on with that and. Uh, Kind of give y'all some, just a little information on, I guess, a couple of heroes that we have that, you know, that we're not talking about the Batmans, the Supermans, but more of the people that we actually tap into, that we look up to, and um, I'm pretty sure all y'all got those as well. You may not think about it, but in reality, you probably don't even think about them as being heroes, but there's somebody you actually been paying attention to, mm-hmm. who you actually think about when you may be going through shit. So as, as we go along with this uh, podcast, kind of think about that uh, as you listen and tuning in to to uh, this this Kobe segment. I guess I know when Jones was talking, we was talking yesterday, right, bro? And we was talking about him being forty one and passing away, right? And we was talking, man, was it really his time to go, right? And then we both said, um, if it's your time to die, is it your time to die? And we said, nah. We don't right. believe that because we believe that um, the decisions you make, the avenues you take will determine if you live or not. I'm pretty sure that's how everybody thinks, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some people that say, the, nah, they, they say if it's your time to meet God, it's your time to meet God. Right. You got two sides of the spectrum. I mean, we all believe you eat right, you exercise, be good, don't do no shady shit, you're going to live a great life, yeah. right? That's that's probably the that's probably the number one way people look at life. Like those are the only ways you can live a long life. Mm-hmm. And like you said, yesterday was almost eye opening because it's like a man who was so had basically everything anybody probably would want on this earth. You understand? And to be gone so young, it's almost like it's so. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It was kind of spooky for me because I was like, damn. You out and about the night before. Everything going good. You living on the top of the world because you out there still in the staples. Fucking with LeBron. The whole world still chanting Kobe. You know what I'm saying? You still that dude. Every day you wake up, every day you move around the city. And you still that dude to your kid who obviously... Was so latched on to him, they was together all the time making moves, because now she was his protege. You understand, and his daughter at the same time, which is a lovely thing. Because now you building such a bond that nobody could ever understand, and the fact that you get on a plane or a helicopter that you've been riding forever. You know, I'm not even thinking ever anything like this. You know what I mean? Hop on. Let's just go to the next move. Do what we do. And then that's the end of your life. It's it's so heartbreaking because, like you said, is it a such thing as is it your time to go? You know what I mean? Or it's just just mind-boggling, bro. Yeah. It's mind-boggling because 41 years old, your daughter only 13, so especially for her being 13 years old and now her life is gone, how could any of those 
sayings that people make be even true now. When people say, be healthy, do this, do that, you live a long life. How is that guarantee you live a long life just because you say to live your life like this direction? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like now that opens your eyes up to say, maybe there is really a such thing as it's your time to go then. Yeah. The re- the the reason why I brought that up was because I really thought in my in that that is really my belief is if it's really your time to go at, at a young age it's really not your time to go because you have choices you can make like I started questioning the whole thing like Kobe knowing that it was super foggy outside could have just drove it don't matter if you're gonna be late to the game like you should have drove bro like please you know. It's like now that it all happened and it unfolded, that's you know that's, that's when you talk question about. Things. That's what we talked about. Exactly. Once it happens, now it's like, what was it that you could have did to do different to not even been in that position? Exactly. Because that was the that. same way we looked at the Nipsey shit. Niggas was like, why was you out there in the parking lot with no security that day? Mm-hmm. You understand? Know why was you even out there that long? Like, why was you even? These people would even say, why was you even still in your community like that? No one. The level of nigga you was It's like You can't take away something That's natural to any human being Flying on helicopters Was natural for Kobe to do That was this thing that he did Without thinking about it You know what I mean Same as with Nipsey Going to his neighborhood To his storefront Being with the people That was natural to him That was something he never even That didn't cross his mind Because that was like This is my comfort zone So these two men were in comfort zones of their own. You know what I mean? True. You could call it a and, natural disaster. Right. Right. You could call it. I mean, the story's still unfolding with the Kobe. We already know about Nip. But you could call it. You could say, you know, something probably happened in a helicopter. You could call it, like I said, natural disaster with the weather or whatnot. But that's how that was my belief until it got changed. Yeah. Yesterday when I was talking to and, and I give props to this man for changing my mind. And I really do believe now that if it's your time to go, it is your time to go. And I told him basically the same story, saying, I don't think, like, Kobe could have avoided this and he could have lived. And he said, listen, brother, he said, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. And the reason being was this man, um, Daryl, he had a, a motorcycle accident. And when he got into a motorcycle accident, it was real bad, man. He said he skidded and then he recovered. And his mom said, son, are you going to get back on this bike? And he said, hell yeah, I'm going to get back on this bike. And she, of course, freaked out as all moms would. Like, man, you just had this accident. Why would you get back on after this recovery? Right. She said, you lucky to be alive. And he said to her, his response to her was, I ain't lucky to be alive. I'm blessed to be alive. Because if that wasn't the case, then you would be talking about me and not to me. So what I got from that is our decisions lead up to whether we get hurt or not, right? We could get hurt, we get paralyzed, uh, scrapes here and there, broken this and there. And those decisions that we make can break us. Now, if it kills us, then it was our time to go. If it, God yeah, was calling definitely. us back. Because he could have fell, he could have died on that, hel- I mean, he could have crashed on that helicopter and lived. Just him. Or somebody else. Right. But then that was their destiny. They were supposed to still live here on earth. Now that I look back, and just like how you brought up eat right, do right. Now, we're not saying not to do any of those things. For sure. It's obviously studies to do that type of shit. Exactly. But 
I guess what we're saying is God can call you at your any time minute. can be any second. <clears throat> I've seen people, healthy people, drop from heart attacks, and that's a crazy phenomenon, right? That's what we would think, but it's like <clears throat> with stuff like these two individuals, especially Kobe's situation. This is some shit that's still under investigation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All I heard was that the pilot had called in for a special clearance to continue to fly in that kind of condition, even though all the other people had already. You know, landed for the day because it was too bad. Mm-hmm. He called in for a special clearance that only certain people are granted, and I guess it was granted. And you know, you know, death, death is part of life, yeah. and it can take you any whenever, second. any second, like any every second that we on Earth is counting, bro. Exactly. And wife said, um, it, "Oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead, bro." And wifey said it best, bro, yesterday when Shannon Sharp said it. He said that one she said that that uh that one meeting you can never cancel ever in life is that meeting with God. Cause when God calls you, you coming straight to the podium. Yeah, that's it. You don't get to talk to him and still be over here on this side. Right. You know? You know, and that's uh Nuts. that's really deep to think about it like that, man. And so thank you, Daryl. Thank you, Daryl, for changing my mind. Now, now I understand. You have brought me to the light, brother. Yeah, thanks for sharing that with him, to share it with me, to share it with y'all. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, life is fragile, bro. And we really got to... All we can do is just be the greatest that we can be every day, bro, at the end of the day. Because I could be talking to y'all right now and not be talking to y'all tomorrow. You know what I mean? But we can't live in fear either. You know what I mean? And believe that, bro. I think that at the end of the day is going the biggest challenge. I think for, especially for a lot of people during a traumatic experience, is to still have the faith that you can still live another day. And we can't fear death. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, True. I don't think anybody ever even thinks about death until somebody dies around you or somebody who you know dies. True. Nobody. Is really waking up every day thinking, damn, I'm going to die today. You know what I mean? And I don't think that's the process of any human being. But when something traumatic like this happens, this one, everybody gets to questioning things. And especially for the one, if it was a family member you lost, you're definitely questioning things. I mean, my family, I went through some a lot in, in 2018 when my uh, father-in-law passed away. You know, that was some real... I, that time, even up to this day, has been still a journey. You know what I'm saying? It's um when you when you all I can say is just cherish your people, bro. Call people. Don't hold on to the dumb grudges. Like it's just it just doesn't make sense. Cause like I said, with one life to live, and when you die, that's it. There is no more. Damn, I wish I did this. Damn, I wish we did this. Because now, it'll never happen, no matter even if you thought about it. So kind of how like Shaq, when he was speaking on Kobe, he said, we got to stop just waiting to do shit. We got to stop just waiting to do things. You got to just do it. Like If you're thinking about calling that person that you know you ain't spoke to in a while because y'all probably had a falling out, just do it. Don't keep pondering because then you get a call, that person gone or you gone. Now, that's something that was never resolved. Now, that's going to be on that person's mind forever. You know, when I heard Shaq talking, bro, it broke me because he was like, 
the last time he even spoke to Kobe was so long ago, bro. Because he said he's been so busy. I think he said it was when he told him to go for 50 and he went for 60. <laughs> so how many So how many years ago was that, bro? Almost four years, 2016. That means them two dudes haven't spoke that long. Uh, they, yeah, they haven't seen each other face to face. I'm pretty sure there's text messages going up. Right. But a text message is different from seeing somebody eye to eye. Correct. And when I heard that, I was like, I couldn't even fathom that that was actually a thing, them not seeing each other that long. You know what I mean? Because when he spoke on how him and Kobe was or him and Charles was, it gets, it's deeper than rap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And even he told his cast, like, I don't even, we don't even talk like we should be talking. You know what I mean? We come into work and then that's it. We all so busy in our everyday lives, we forget to just say, hey, what's up, my brother, you good? Like, just simple shit. It don't got to be a full-blown situation, but just reaching out. You know what I mean? You know what they say? You know that saying is, everybody says they're busy. Everybody yeah. says they're busy. Book but them busy. You, that be the, that be, like, <coughs> I'm going to let you get off on that point, bro. But to me, when, if I call somebody and the first thing they say is, I'm busy, I'm busy. We are busy, my nigga. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to explain that to me. Let's just talk in the moment of what's going on with us in the moment. Exactly. You understand? Because we are busy. We're at the age now where I would assume that you're busy. Yeah. If I haven't seen you, I'm assuming that you're busy. But if I reach out to call you, I don't want to hear about you being busy because yeah. I'm busy too, nigga, but that's not what I'm calling to talk to you about. Yeah. I want to see how you doing, what's going on with the fam, that type of shit. Can we link up or something, maybe grab something to eat? Like, those type of things. But I think a lot of people still be lost in the sauce, like I said, just talking about worrying about themselves, making, making, making it just about them now. And it, it sucks that a lot of shit come off like that and they go back to what is going on in the real world today. Here today, going tomorrow type shit. And, yeah. and all you remember is, oh, I'm just telling my nigga I'm just busy. Now that's the end of the conversation. That's a hell of a conversation. Yeah. Shit didn't go nowhere. I'm at, I'm at fault to that as well. I fall victim to that by telling people that I'm busy. And the saying goes... You, everyone is busy, but it's up to you to make time for someone. We always have time to make time for someone. Because you could say I'm busy. Next thing you know, I'm on the gram and I'm looking at your video. Yeah, you busy, but you eating alone at a restaurant taking pictures of your food. Like that could have been a time where I could have rang you up and we could have been talking. Even if it was for a few seconds. I could have met you somewhere even for a couple minutes. And I apologize to those who have been hitting me up and saying, bro, let's let's kick it here. Let's chill here. And sometimes it'd be late at night. And I know I got work at like 3.30 in the morning. But I know I also have family time that I have to kick it with. But I know if I give you that five minutes, that'll make it worthwhile knowing that, hey, at least I took time out of my schedule to talk to you. And you took time out of your schedule to talk to me. That's That's real, bro. Like, it's, it's... We just got to, I think everybody know we got to do better. You know what I mean? We all get caught up in our everyday situations in life. And we tend to forget that we do have a lot of other people that are in touch with each of us individually. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's hard, no lie, it's hard to keep those relationships 
how they may have been years ago because we had time. Mm-hmm. But it's like we only got one life. So time is really of the essence, I guess. True. Because I think I asked a question on the gram a week or so ago. I said, do you believe in time, physical time, or time itself? You know what I'm saying? Like time itself or the timing of things. That's how I put it. Mm. Do you believe in the time, the physical time, or the timing of things? You know what I mean? How would you, when you hear that question, how do you look at life? Especially when it comes to shit like this. Is it the timing? Because then that's like, it was God's time. Or do you believe in the physical time of shit? Like, it's one o'clock. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty deep to be thinking about that. And then kind of leads on to our next segment on what you brought up earlier. On talking about, you know, we talking about this podcast on heroes with, with no capes. And one person that I could think of off the top of my head, um, a hero with no cape is, is Pops. Is, uh, is my pops And He's more of a Timing of things The timing of things But at the same time Is not to wait for the timing of things But to take advantage With the time that you have mm. And that's how my pops moves about bro And um, He's really strong in the church bro he, he, he got church callings bro But at the same time He's also a manager At the warehouse that he That he works at and they got him working like 14 hours some days. And then he got to get off work, go straight to his church meetings, back home like around 10 or 11 and start it all over again. And I'm like, man, how do you balance all these things? And still have a smile on your still face. Still have a smile on your face. Still still say what's up to me. Not judge me with, what, with the wrong things that I do. Still love me up. Ask how your grandkids are doing. Um, and it's me growing up and seeing that. Knowing, hey, bro, like, this man has been through a lot. Could barely speak English. I mean, my man's barely speak English to this day. But I talk to everybody that knows him. And I've never seen anybody that hates my pops. Everybody lives up on him. Whether it be at church or whether it be, you know, sports, events. People that know him and people that know my pops show love to my pops because... The way he is with the time that he has allotted to him, knowing he's super busy. Within the small little creeks of the time frame, he will show time and show love for you if you allow to, if you allow yourself to give him your time. I absolutely believe what you're saying because you could, you could see him doing something, you walk past, he's going to give you them couple of seconds or minutes to interact with you. Exactly. Instead of just... Acting like a nigga didn't even see you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Acknowledge you, crack a joke, say something, and you keep moving on with your life. But you had that interaction, like you said, mm-hmm. making that space to give you the time. And to to be an individual who doesn't judge, I think that's big too because then that helps, that helps that individual continue to grow. You feel me? Yeah. I think because everybody done dealt with certain adversities in life, and the last thing they would want to do is come off as a hypocrite or somebody to be like, a, always a, oh, this nigga's always a downer-ass type of person. True. You know what I'm saying? And I get that to your pops, bro. From what I know of your pops and the times I interacted with it, I don't think I ever felt like he didn't want a nigga to be around. It was always a joke, crack a joke, bring him some shit to, to think about. Always something, but never, why you doing this? Why you doing that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's that's definitely that's a hero for you, bro. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that, that up, bro. Yeah, that's a good quality of the man, bro. Like personally for myself, bro, I got a handful of people that that I look at, bro, in my everyday life. You feel me? Cause you know my situation growing up was a little different. So I kind of had to latch on. I had so many different things to latch on to depending on my situation at the time. You feel me? <clears throat> and one of my biggest ones for sure was my grandma, my nigga, because mm. she, um, you know, she was the type of woman who could just keep going, bro. You talking about going to work every day. I'm talking about my grandma lives in a state and grew up in a time when there was still a thing called segregation. So if you ever, my grandma worked for a family for raised this family's kids till they were even up to adulthood, bro. Mm. They were born, she was working for these people, right? I'm talking about raising these people. She she was a woman that would come to these people's home, clean their home. This was her job, cleaning their homes and taking care of their kids, bro. And she would still come home, take care of me and my sister. You understand? She would wake up, cook breakfast, bro, take us to school. Go through her job, taking care of these kids, cleaning their homes, come back, pick us up, take us home, cook dinner, and right and basically take care of her son's kids and knowing her her daughter in law, cause they had their shit going on. You feel me? And she never ever made us feel like it was a burden on her life, my nigga. You feel me? Um. I never really, it's crazy because even now, I don't talk to her as much as I should. And she just went through some surgery, nigga, and that shit scared the fuck out of me because I didn't know if that was it. But it's like to see the will of somebody, and even now, her taking care of my dad every day, knowing that she's old and hurt, bruh, and nobody there to help her, but she... Take care of my pops, nigga, because this nigga's blind. All this shit, bro, just broke down my nigga, and she don't complain about nothing. She don't never fucking... Damn, that shit kills me, bro. I feel it, bro. You know, um... You know, this is a tough subject to speak on. Never judge the nigga, bro. I feel it. She took me in during a time, nigga, when I was going through a lot of shit in my life, nigga. I called her and said, I got to come down there and stay so I can get my life together, nigga. She didn't even flinch. She said, when you going to... All she said to me was, when you going to be here? Nigga, I got a plane ticket. I was gone, nigga. She gave me her house. She gave me her bedroom, nigga. Gave me her bed, bruh, so I could get back on my shit. And I commend her for that shit, my nigga, because... You don't got people on this earth who willing to get down like that, bro. And not even ask you for nothing in return or ever remind you what they did for you. You know what I'm saying? And you don't got a lot of people on earth who know how to do without later throwing it back in your face. You feel me? Oh, I and feel it. the way she moved and the way she still moved to this day, that makes me want to be that kind of human being, bro. Because we only got one life. Everybody going to need help at some point. And for you to deny that help, 
just because you feel like it's too big for you or you feeling like, oh, this person may be using me. You can't think like that, my nigga. Sometimes people really need assistance, bro, or just uh, some words of advice or some wisdom to get them through some shit. And as people, we got to learn how to do this shit, bro. We got to learn how to stop thinking about just ourselves, bro. Like, we keep saying, bro, keep stressing this episode. We got one fucking life to live, bro. And if you being the type of nigga on this earth who just about yourself, bro, I don't know what to tell you, homie. You know what I'm saying? Man. You're uh, going to be a lonely human being, bro. And that's facts. I'm I'm, I'm glad you uh you brought up Grams, man. And it, I never met your grandma, but... From the way you talking and the emotions that you spilling out right now, it seems to me that grandma's cut from a different cloth. Bro, cloth that nigga. I, it's a certain, it's a cloth that she from nigga that I don't even know if it even really even exists anymore. True. You know what I'm saying? She grew up in the Midwest, nigga, during segregation, all that shit, like enduring shit that today is nothing compared to what that shit was before. And I think that's why her resilience. It's the way it is, bro, and the type of person she is, and <clears throat> I'm you, could, just, you could you could talk to her, fam, and it'll never just be about her, nigga. If I ask her how she's doing, she'll jump right back into how I'm doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? She don't want me to know or feel any of her pain that she got going on, cause she feel like she don't need to resonate that shit off to us, cause she knows we all got a lot of shit going on too. And she got the strength to deal with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I think that's some, like, we don't commend women enough for certain strengths that they have, bro. But they got some strengths that men don't have. You know what I'm saying? That That's certain shit that we don't speak on. But I truly believe in that, bro. I I'm, truly uh, believe in that. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I'm, I'm, you know, and God willing, she lives a couple more years. But it just goes yeah. to show us. And it shows our followers and those who tune in and listen to this that why not give our flowers to those that are living now? Big why facts. do we have to wait until they dead to do that? Right. And what we mean by flowers is show our appreciation. But don't just don't just say it to each other, but say it to that person that you really want and that you really do show or that you really have appreciation for. Because those people, like like we said, and just like Kobe, just like Nip, snap a finger, they could be gone. Next thing you know, we mourning over them, and there's so many things that we could have done, so many things we could have said, and so many things that we could have changed while they were still living and here on Earth. It's, it's true, crazy. bro. We do got to start giving out these flowers when people are breathing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like, like we all know, once they gone, they gone, bro. And now you can never even have a conversation again. You can never have a laugh again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it shit hurts, bro. So we do got to give our time, bro, and just give our time, bro. That's all we really got here is time. True. So while we here, we do got to use that time, bro. Because once you're gone, the time is stops. Yeah. That shit stops, bro. But everything on earth is still moving forward. But your time? Has officially stopped. Your people that you interact with can no longer reach out to you for any type of advice, conversation, anything, dog. That is that is dead now. It's gone with you. So while we're here, we just got to keep being 
We just got to give our time, bro. We all busy, bro. We all know that. But don't let that be. Let's not let that be the reason that we don't have conversation with people anymore just because we busy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We just got to find the time. And when you cross paths with somebody, give your time. Don't act like you're in such a rush that you can't just take a minute or two. A minute or two could change somebody's life. And you may not even think about that, bro. You know what I'm saying? I think back to that, to your uh, New Year's Eve party, bro. I'm not going to speak too much on the situation that happened there, but just the conversation having with the young buck there that night, I felt like it was a needed situation. You know what I'm saying? Didn't even know the dude. You know what I mean? But I think sometimes you got to just talk to people, bro. Don't judge yeah. them. Talk to them, and then that person can go forward with life making the decisions that they want to make at that point. But at least you know you tried, my nigga. Yeah. If you're still tuning in with us this late into our podcast, we really appreciate you. We know this Big is a thanks. heavy set. Uh, we know this is a heavy subject. Um, but we're just so grateful for you guys and grateful for for listening in and, and tuning in. I mean, the, the thing I got out of this segment, especially this podcast, was stranger or loved one, whether whether you like them or not, it's like time to make amends, time to love each other up more, time For to sure. love your family up more, your kids, um, your loved ones, those that you do not get along with, those you come in contact with that you do not know, love them up as well. Because you know what? Your time here on earth is very minimal and very minute to the grudges that you hold and that won't e- that do- that don't even matter. So... Let those amends be and continue to love each other up, man. Well, I'm going to end it at that. You said it best, bro. So, you know, it's your boy Jones. And your boy Jay Lata. And until next time, y'all. Yes, sir. Two one way to bitch. Two one way to bitch. Yeah. 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 Ain't no sleeping when I find you better wake up She ain't fucking with you till you get your cake up And most of niggas fan ain't got no makeup And I'm praying for the grub, you won't take us Hop in, push start, don't need a key now Pop in, nice slide out in the street now Bro slang that rock, get on your feet now Go chase that rock, go get a rebound And gotta keep it on me, I'm being honest You smell what I'm cooking, I'm Dwayne Johnson and young niggas slanging out them apartments. If we get stopped, we gon' hide it in the compartments. And if they trippin', we smokin' like Bob Marley. The Brody down, he need a favor, I got him. And before we was riding, your niggas mobbing. We from the beach, but we hitting licks out in Compton. And yeah, they tried to take the drip, couldn't ride the wave. I'ma go and get the strip, stack it all the way. I'ma go and get a stick like I want a case. I just hit another lick, I just want a taste. Ain't no sleeping with my friend, you better wake up. She ain't fucking with you till you get your case. Up. And most of niggas fake, got no makeup. And I'm praying for the grub, you won't take us. Hop in, push start, don't need a key now. Pop in, nice slide out in the street now. Bro, slang that rock, get on your feet now. Go chase that rock, go get a rebound. Yeah.
Yeah, only riding with the fan when I'm rolling. I told him you'll never catch me folding. I'm rolling around the city bumping no three. And I never trust a soul, niggas phony. And in emergencies, never call the police. And then she trying to give me time, do it slowly. You trying to make it on the floor from the nosebleeds. Until then, go and run it up for me. And still rolling with the bro, nigga, my band. And don't fall, no, not no sick, nah, shit. You stay down till you up from the projects. And don't sleep on your blessings, just watch it. And get no skin, get a friend, you better wake up. She ain't fucking with you till you get your cake up. And most of niggas fake, I don't make up. And I'm praying for the grub, you won't take us. Hop in, push start, don't need a key now. Pop in, nice slide out in the street now. Bro, slang that rack, get on your feet now. Go chase that rock, go get a rebound. I remain all to myself, so I'm heartless. Fuck it up, just gotta go get it regardless I remember when my niggas I starving I remember when the judge read them charges Smoking gas, mama thought somebody farted It's sending gas, 76 in my apartment It's so much gas, CMP, I'm feeling nauseous You smoking ass, when you pass, we gon' toss it Yeah, I'm riding with my niggas, we gon' slide out Yeah, snakes in the grass where they hide out Yeah, heart still cold when it's hot out Yeah, still ain't gon' fold on mine now Yeah, 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 yeah Wake up. She ain't fucking with you till you get your cake up And most of niggas fake, I don't make up And I'm praying for the grub, you won't take us Hop in, push start, don't need a key now Pop in, nice slide out in the street now Bro, slang that rack, get on your feet now Go chase that rack, go get a rebound Go chase that rack, go get a rebound Yeah Go chase that rock, go get a rebound Yeah, 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 yeah Ain't no sleeping around for you, you better wake up Yeah, yeah, you better wake up Yeah